Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thanks for coming back. This is a very special episode of Middle of Somewhere, because you're going to get to hear me say something that I don't say very often. I don't know shit about shit. I thought I knew some stuff about figure skating. I've been watching figure skating for, let me do the math, let's do this, 15 years, and I thought I knew what was going on. But it turns out I don't, because... Uh, you know, when people fall down, if they're not your kid, it just doesn't fucking matter. It's so crazy. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's Olivia's last skating thing for forever and ever. And uh, and so I'm, I'm dialed in. I'm hyper-focused on this thing. The second to the last one, she got sick before the competition. I mentioned, hey, if you're going to do something, let's go out with a bang, drink some fruit punch Gatorade. And if you puke on the ice, that's going to stain the ice for, I don't know, until they make new ice. So I thought that would be real funny. And so, but she didn't want to do that. And she's taking it very seriously because figure skating is a sport where you clap with your fingertips into your palm very lightly. It sucks. You can't bang on the glass. People look at you weird. So anyways, I go to this thing and I'm really excited. I'm hyper-focused. I go into the concession stand. I order myself a coffee. Do you know how you make coffee at a concession stand? You flick a little spout and hold a cup underneath it. That's all it takes. So I was waiting there for 10 minutes and finally it was two high school students. One was a girl and one was a boy and the boy kept talking to the girl and I said, hey man, can you try to get laid after you give me my fucking coffee? Because now I'm hot. I'm ready to rock. Olivia's testing. She's nervous, which makes me nervous. And then she failed. She failed both tests. And uh, everyone failed. Everyone in the whole morning failed all the tests. And so when the judges walked by, I said, let me tell you what happened. Well, why I'm riled up? Because moms are very strategic. Moms know what they do. They go find a dad. I have a question just because I'm loving everything that's happening. What do you mean tests? Do they... Yeah, so so you can. Um, she's testing the dancing and the moves, and you have to pass them to get this like gold jacket. You get a fucking gold jacket. So you you you. It's a test. Is this the actual competition, or do you pass the test and then you compete later? It's 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 not a competition. It's just a test. But you also can compete without passing the test. This is strictly for like dance moves and making sure you know all the shit on your skates. Okay, gotcha. Like so this, is, this is a whole separate stuff. prize oh, based yeah, situation. Yeah. And moms know everything. I didn't think I had to learn stuff. Here's what I think when I judge. I go, oh, you fell down twice and you fell down once. So the one that fell down once wins. <laughs> That's not even close. It's not even fucking close to what happens. So the moms, what they do is they find a dad that's on his phone all by himself that already looks grumpy. And then they circle him and they start saying things like, well, these judges are crazy today. I'm going to go get them some donuts from the Casey's, try to sweeten them up a little bit. I can't believe they haven't passed anybody. And they look at you and they go, oh, we're breaking him. I can see him snapping. So then I fucking snap. They're and then the judges walk out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Riling me up. And so the judges walk out. And I just go, hey, where are you guys going? To eat some babies? You guys seem like a ton of fun. So now I'm the asshole and all the moms are like, we did it. We got them. We got the judges via through that asshole. And so I'm just losing my mind. And then also uh, the next day she gets there and she's jazzed up and she fell one time and everyone else fell two times and she did not win. And fuck skating. I'm so glad it's over. Across from me as always, Cy Amundsen. What is a Manchurian candidate? I was trying to look it up quick, but what's a Manchurian candidate? 
Manchurian Candidate is uh, where they basically, they have you programmed. They're programming your brain. So later, seven years in the future, they can go, the rooster says cock-a-doodle-doo, and you kill a president. So so they were, these moms were kind of Manchurian candidating you. Without question. And I fucking knew it because one of them was side-eyeing me a bunch of times. I knew they were riling me up. But I was already super pissed because you get girls leaving the arena crying and then they walk by you to go to the bathroom to cry longer in the, <laughs> in the stall. And it's like, well, fuck this. What's going on in there? There's no way no one passed. You just get these assholes. And then listen to this. So one of the judges circled. You have three sheets. There are three judges. Two of them have to pass you, right? They have to circle pass or they have to circle retry. One of the judges failed Olivia and still circled pass. So when Olivia is just looking at the sheets, she thought she passed, but then she didn't because the score isn't a passing score. So then I was like, hey, who is, uh, well, I shouldn't say it, but who is Eileen? <laughs> of course, Eileen is a skating judge's name. I was like, who's Eileen? And she was like, hi, I am. I go, well, now I'm judging you. You spend all day judging people. How about you circle the right fucking thing? It's one of two things. It's not like you had nine things to circle. You circle pass or retry, you dumb twit. <sighs> the idea. I am in a good mood, except we got talking about skating and now look, I'm hot. The idea of you in some small town arena not getting your coffee on time, watching children in sparkly dresses cry past you, and then being goaded by a herd of like manipulative, feisty moms just into this ultimate moment of aggressive, embarrassing behavior. Oh, I love it. Hi, Chad. It's nice to see you. I love it. Oh, it's good. It's, it's great to be here. It's so good. To, it's so good to be here. I have not dealt with a uh, a group of moms, but I dealt with a very interesting couple this week. I oh. so there is a the Ohio Valley Antique Mall is by my house. Sure, there is. Sure and whew, that place is like home to me. Are you kidding me? Over there's like five hundred. I'm going to do antique dealers. I'm going to do the air quotes. Okay. Because sure. I don't know if a bag full of pool balls that are only the stripes is necessarily an antique. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Uh-huh. You think your VHS tape of Ernest Goes to Camp is an antique? Uh, so I love it. It's like hillbilly heaven for me. I show up there. I'm around my people. I'm, it's like some real Jeff Foxworthy gypsy style shit. There's sure. Travis Tritt playing the whole time. And it's not, it's pro I don't even think it's Pandora. It's either a Travis Tritt CD or he's in back somewhere like, hey, well, I'll be here all week at the Ohio Valley Antique Mall. If you can only play nine ball because you only got the solids, you might be a redneck. So I'm, I just go there and walk around sometime and sometimes and just look at things i just love it and i'm perusing and then well i shouldn't say i look at things i bring things home and jenna goes sure. what the fuck are we gonna do with that and so i just have a number of things that there's no place for them but they're all pretty cool you know what i call an antique mall i call it pre-hoarders sure because that's what it is yeah
So I am looking at one of the little antique shop because they're, they're technically vendors, but they're all clumped together. It's like an intense garage sale. And they have this coffee mug, and it's the face. It's not a round, smooth coffee mug. It's got a face, and the features of the face push out of the coffee mug. And okay. it's an old, droopy cowboy. Big old, big old Sam Elliott mustache. Just look, just, okay. Yeah, he looks like he'd been on the range. And I, I'm getting this for my dad. It's great. He's, sure. he's going to enjoy it. I'm getting it for my father. And I'm holding it and looking at it. And then I hear a voice behind me go, hey, are you going to buy that? <laughs> and I turn and there's a woman with a shopping cart. And I didn't even know they have shopping carts. I haven't seen. I'm worried. Oh, she, that's rough. Yeah. I'm worried she brought her own shopping cart. <laughs> and she's got a, a man who I at this point believe to be her husband about six feet behind her. Okay. Social distancing. I go... I was thinking about it, and she goes, I was going to buy that. And I said, okay. She goes, I saw it. I knew I wanted to buy it, but then we were just going to make another loop, and then I was going to pick it up. And I said, okay. And she goes, can I have it? And I go, are you serious right now? And she goes, yeah, I just really, I, I think it's really cute, and I really, really want it. And I was like, well, I also really really want it (laughs) but she had this really i mean figure skating it was was this very aggressive pta dance mom energy and she was like Mm -hmm. we just moved here from michigan and we're trying to make our new home feel like home and i just really love it so much you know does it mean a lot to you and i wanted to go is that a real like what's happening right now also, if you want to make your new home feel like your old home, fucking bring your stuff. Did you leave all your stuff in Michigan? What do you mean? Are you on the run from the law? What do you mean? You need to fuck off, lady. Also, you're gonna still you're, you're gonna walk around your house and go, God, it just doesn't feel like home. And then you open a cabinet <laughs> and see a coffee cup shaped like a cowboy's face and go, Ooh, there we go. <laughs> you know. And so it's. It's insanity, but I could feel the energy, and I'm not going to get into the whole, like, I also want it, and I didn't have the desire. I don't want to ruin this place for myself. I don't want to get thrown out, and I don't want to have a negative experience. It's a nice escape for me. I wander around, I look at shit, and I enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. And so I go, you know what? It clearly means a lot to you. You can have the cowboy face mug. And I give it to her. She's very nice. She's very excited. She says, thank you. Thank you so much. That's very, very nice of you. And she goes, oh, by the way, my name is Liza, and this is my husband, David. And David doesn't even make eye contact. He's just back sure. there. And then she motors on with her cart, and the husband kind of doesn't move. And it's been, a, it's been a moment, and she's now like a ways away, and now he starts moving, and he kind of leans into me, and he goes, her name's Elizabeth. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, her name's Elizabeth. She's been calling herself Liza for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I mean, they could be on the run from the law. She's changed her name. I immediately recognized that energy because 
You and I both recognize the energy of somebody who's working on something and the way people speak. Like at, you're at the grocery store and you see a husband say to his wife, like the fact that we're not getting mandarin oranges makes me feel isolated and ignored. And you, yeah. like I, I know when somebody's working through something, that is not what's happening here. I, I also recognize this is a mo- like this guy is out the door. These two are going separate paths and there's no one pulling them back together. And so I kind of just, I was like, oh, that's interesting because I knew he'd keep going. And he goes, yep. Her parents call her Beth. I call her Lizzie. And a year ago, she started calling herself Liza. No one calls her that. And then he just kept walking. He needed to tell someone that so badly. The fact- he didn't think he was going to have a chance to tell anyone that. And then there you are holding that Sam Elliott mug. And he just goes, in five minutes, I'm going to be able to finally tell someone what a fucking dip my wife is. He just The fact that he stood back there for that whole conversation and just heard her introduce herself. He's like, I can't take it. I got to tell this guy what's up. <laughs> Uh, you'd be real proud of me. On the way out, they were like not checking out, but they were walking down the aisle towards checkout. And I did wave and I go, hey, it was like, thanks again, Liza. It was nice to meet you. Like I did have to say her name out loud just so that guy knew I wasn't necessarily on his team. But man, that's a, it's funny two ways. One, to just see that moment between like just an exhausted like, you know, I'm I'm not into this anymore. That's a funny moment. Mm. I know that's probably a sad moment, but it's also funny when it happens in the Ohio Valley Antique Mall. (laughs) And I'm fascinated by those people who, like, have a very normal name. You're born Eloise, and you're like, everybody calls me Easy. You're like, I don't think they do that feels like <laughs> no, something, no one calls you easy that feels like something you came up with when you decided you wanted to be a, a writer you know like there's no one who calls you easy <laughs> also that's a really slippery slope to the word easy it's <laughs> like i don't know if you want people calling you easy <laughs> easy easy i love it <laughs> sleazy I think easy. The name was lucy but they all call her loose there's i a, think they thought i seen her on ace the 40 deuce that's beastie boys doesn't matter i have listen this can may i tell you this Sure. I am in a contest, as you know, a calorie burning contest. Yeah. On Sunday. I know it's because it's all we I, talk about. I'm not even in the contest with you. And it's what we talk about as friends. I know because it's because it's it's non fucking stop. That's why <laughs> I am awake for I probably sleep. I don't know. I'm going to say 10 hours. It's a lot. So I'm awake for 24 hours. So four of those 14 hours. You're awake for 14 hours. 14. Yeah, that's what I meant. I skipped, I skipped the math part in my head. Um, so I'm awake for 14 hours, and I am working out for four of those hours. It's, four? it's pure insanity. Because what Zach does is he works out early in the morning, gets his metabolism going, burning extra calories. Then he, like, apparently he has to shovel a football field because he told me he was shoveling. And then four hours later, he was like, I just got done shoveling. It's like, well, what the fuck are you shoveling? But anyways... I, I want to be very clear about something. I, I I trust Zach. I know he is a good man. Zach Martina, yes. Uh, the fact that 
some days I think he's passing his watch off to his children and making them <laughs> run around the house. I, sometimes that thought does enter my head, even though I know he would never do it. So I so I'm at the gym for two hours. I was on the elliptical for an hour and then the, walked on a treadmill and watched TV at my house for an hour. It's too much working out, right? It's way too much. So I'm almost done at the gym the next day. And here's what I'm doing. I'm doing the leg press. Okay. And then I'm going into another room to do, it's called a Roman chair. Yeah. Before we go on, I need to relay to the audience the reality of this situation because I spoke with you during your, the final part of that on the uh, treadmill at home while you were walking. Yeah, I was walking on the treadmill. That's right. You and I had a 10 minute conversation while you thud breathed your way and i feel like that's payback for all the time i've eaten chips while you've called me to talk to me about something you care about of course (laughs) yeah here's the thing i'm breathing hard i'm on a six incline at four miles per hour (laughs) and i'm power walking up a fucking fake hill while i'm watching tv in my bedroom and then you are just like um so i was just wondering if you have do you know how many calories you burn on it it's fucking ridiculous so all you do is ever eat anytime i yeah, talk to you i mean it's not that dramatic you. no, you're just no, mad because no. i'm eating you're mad i mean Poor it's both shit. it's both it's both yeah of course i'm mad because you're eating because you're always fucking eating or you have food in your beard or mustache because you just ate it's some shit with food with you and you're i'm always gonna be the zero in the number 10 when we stand by each other i can't handle it it's like you stand there looking like a one and here i am just a little fucking bulldog it's crazy and so i'm fucking power walking talking to you i'm out of breath and you're like i'm just eating some ipa or whatever the fuck your thing is aip cookies well same difference oh yeah ipa is a beer doesn't matter the fact is i was working out way too long i go to the gym and here's what i'm doing I'm on the leg press machine, and then I have to go to another room. It's like you hook the back of your ankles, so your Achilles tendons are on a, like a foam pad, and then there's another thing where your hips attach to it, mm-hmm. and you bend forward, and then you do back extensions. Gotcha. Right? I remember that thing. So that's what I'm doing. So I have, I have, uh, I'm, I'm tired. This is my last. It's called a superset when you do two exercises back to back. So I'm doing leg press, and then I'm doing this, and I, I can't do. Too much weight on the leg press, 230. That's my max. That's what my hip surgeon told me. Okay. And then I go in and I do this back extension with a 45-pound plate, and I'm feeling it in my bunzers, my butt cheeks. <laughs> and now I'm I'm grumpy because I'm at the gym. And I go out for my last thing. It was the last thing I had to do. And this guy had cleared off the leg press machine. Now I'm gonna tell you something. There's another leg press machine right next to the one I was using. Okay. Right next to it. Okay. That was empty, not being used. Okay. And he goes, oh, were you still using this? And I go, I was. I go, I, clear, I like to clear the weights when I'm done with stuff to let people know I'm done with it. And I go, I go, what about this one right here? And then I go, Chad, please stop. But then he said, oh, well, I didn't know if you were done with it. So I just started taking the weights off. 
And that's when I snapped. I'm like, you didn't know if I was done with it? How do you get your information in other situations? Do you Google it? Or do you look in the newspaper? Do you go to the library and find microfiche? Or do you just ask the person that has the answer? I'm right in the thing. You could go, hey, man, are you done with the leg press machine? But you didn't know. So you just took it off. You just assumed I was done. And I'm losing my fucking mind because I'm so tired and so hungry. And then this other kid walks by and he starts giggling and he just goes, oh, man, you just made the podcast. And I started laughing so hard. I have never had a situation because back in the day we used to play basketball on nine foot hoops. Sure. So you could just you could jump and dunk on guys and it was so much fun. And then anytime you'd really dunk hard on somebody, that was what they'd say because they'd go, oh, man, you just made his Nike poster because that's what Jordan used to say. Yeah. When he'd dunk on guys, he goes, you just made my next Nike poster. And the fact that this kid came over and goes, uh, you just made the podcast. I was laughing forever because I didn't know this kid listened to the podcast. I had no clue. Anyone knows who I am at the gym. Oh, God, it was so fun. And it really calmed me down. I just love that he can recognize the energy in you that he knew where this whole situation was going. Well, come on. You didn't know if I was done with the machine. So you just took fucking get the answer first, you weirdo. Plus, there's a leg press machine right next to it. I love it. <sighs> and... I don't want to I'm in a good mood too. It's crazy. I don't want to re I don't want to rehash the least important part of that entire story, but I have been on a restricted diet and when they come out with new foods like special cookies and I haven't eaten cookies in a while, I want to be able to tell my friend about it without him, you know, falling apart and talking about how big his thighs and tits are. Like you're you look you look you look great. There's a lot of people Do who think you look great. they come out with new cookies every fucking 15 minutes? Not for me. The fact that we, the fact that we get to do an hour-long podcast every week is fascinating to me because that means you're not eating for an entire hour. Sometimes you have to chug a protein shake before we start because I'd hate for your body to burn all those intense calories while you stand in front of your fucking computer. I have no time for this conversation. So I notified you and the audience recently of my attempts to walk door to door to purchase Jenna and I a home. Let me let me hit this button. Sai finds a house. So uh, it wasn't going great originally, but I have an update. Okay. Uh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good update. Thank you. Uh, we found a we found a little place around this lake. Uh, we are purchasing it, and it was really weird. So I I had walked pretty much the entire lake, and okay. as I told you on a uh, a different episode, everyone was like, "Well, uh, next time I move out of here, it's gonna be because I'm deceased." Like that was. Right. Everybody's going to die in their house, they've, they've told me. Yep. So I get around the lake, and there's like these two houses on the far end of the lake, and I'm like about to go home. I'm tired. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll just stop quick. So I stop. I walk up. I knock on the door. They come to the door. I give them my little spiel, my little sigh pitch about give me your Allie house. Allie McSpiel. I give them my Allie sure. McSpiel. 
and uh, I finish up and the guy, my original reaction to him at the door was he's going to tell me to get lost because that's what, mm -hmm. and not because of anything about him, but that's just basically what I've received. That's the energy sure. I've received. Yeah. So he does not do that. He goes very calmly and kindly goes, would you like to come inside? Oh, heavens. I was like, I fuck sure wouldn't. Are you insane? What do you mean would I like to come inside? No one invites <laughs> yeah. anybody inside. That's, I, and maybe I, I've been in a pandemic too long, but I was like, I'm not coming in your house to like, no. Let's talk here at the door where I'm on the outside and in the escape area and you're on the inside where the danger is. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 no. We, we, are, we are interested. Uh, would, you, would you like to come inside? And I go, you know, I really would. That's very kind. And I know this is a divisive topic and I'm not interested in get everybody can do whatever they want. I'm just on a bunch of meds because of an autoimmune disease. So I have to be really careful, you know, during the pandemic stuff and he goes well uh you know we both have all our shots and i used to work for the cdc i was like you know what i think i'll come inside just right in here you want me to <laughs> in, come into the safe place where you guys take okay i'm in so and then you get there and his living room is wrapped up in plastic yeah, and you're I, like oh fuck yeah he's just there is a new season of dexter that's right yeah cd i wish i was smart and fast enough right now to come up with what cdc really stands for as relates to my murder and being chopped up like size dick chopped or something i don't know whatever like that's i don't have a clever something or another comforting dexter cuts sure something like We've that heard them all. Ne We've heard them all. neither of us are on top of our game with this one so let's just move past it they show me the home mm -hmm. they jenna comes over she sees the home we have entered into a purchase agreement we Ooh. are moving so, oh good for you that's fun right and you're the only person I know that's bought two houses in a year and they're different houses. Yeah, it's not a great smart we're, situation, but I'm doing it. Where are you guys going to move to next and buy a house? That's the real question. Where are you? I think the next move is when you and I make the big move and get out of this place. Not to heaven, <laughs> not to heaven. I just didn't want to tell people where we're going. <laughs> so they are there's a, a couple cool things with it they are leaving it because they are moving so okay. they are going to leave it furnished so we don't have to oh. buy anything that also means we get to have a garage sale for the stuff we don't want which i am mm -hmm. you know me big garage sale people i love get people in haggle them around yeah. i love it that's going to be a big moment for me and then what is with the people in this area leaving all their shit in their house and starting over? Because what's going to happen is this couple that you're buying the house from is going to have to go to an antique mall and get weird about a coffee cup because they need their new place to feel like their old place. This is bring your shit with you. Is there other not is U-Haul illegal in Ohio and Michigan? I don't understand what's happening. The other thing about it's a very small area and it's a very small community. And what we've already learned is everybody knows everybody. Because when I was walking around the neighborhood, I met one person. She's like, hey, if I hear of anyone, I'll let you know. Give me your number. So I gave her my cell phone number. And a few days after we'd agreed to buy this house, I got a text from her that said, congratulations. Like, how the fuck do you know? They're not even friends with these people. Wow. And, you know, you know, a very big secret about everyone on the lake is that they're living there forever and planning on dying in their house. <laughs> so... 
The other thing is, it's like a very involved community where they have like boat parades on the 4th of July and wine tastings and they're all in each... Dude, I'm going to have to work so hard to not become the villain of this community. I'm going to have to... Jenna's going to have to have like an interaction limits like on me for the rest of the neighborhood. I'm going to try really hard because I'm really pumped about the place, but it's... No promises. I can't wait until this happens. Oh, I don't know if you heard about Cy, but he's got a podcast. We should listen to it, honey. And then two weeks later, we are on this fucking podcast. He doesn't like us. Did you know that? It's going to be good. I can't wait for the fucking downfall. You're going to have to move and buy another house. (laughs) Can I tell you the only thing that I'm intending on purchasing for the home? Please. And you tell me if you feel like it's a good move. Big Buck Hunter machine. Yes. Yes. Yep. I have I have decided already into it. I have decided uh Jenna Jenna is you know, the, it's furnished, but we still do need some things. And Jenna is upstairs making her life necessities list. Like sure. hey, they didn't actually leave silverware. We need silverware. We're gonna have to mm-hmm. buy a couple of towels for the upstairs bathroom, stuff like that. And I'm downstairs like, do I want a big buck hunter machine? Or an NBA Jam machine, and I can't. Wait a minute! Don't you guys have? Don't you guys have silverware and towels? We don't. That's like not every. It's furnished, but you know they're taking some of like. It's, she's leaving. Don't you have that stuff right now? No, we're in a rental right now. A furnished rental. Oh my! God. So this is you this guys is have nothing. You guys have no life. Yeah, we're hillbilly gypsies, no brother. Hillbilly gypsies. That's a great Steve huh. McGraw song right there. Well, I move from town to town when I come around downtown now as I'm moving to your house. I don't have shit. I'm so tired today. None of my, I couldn't do the CDC thing. Can't even pull off Skeet McGraw. Hope you've got stuff because I ain't got nothing. No, I'm not even going to try. I'm quitting. I, I'm done. I got to go. I love you. Goodbye. Okay. I got to go. No, I don't have to go. No, I do have no, to go. No, I should no, go. No, no, you should go, but I'm not letting you. Um, are you, what do you, how do you get a big buck hunter machine? You go on, uh, the internet and you sort through a long list of lunatics and psychos and try to find a reliable seller of an arcade game. (laughs) Oh, I hope that you have to meet someone. I hope you find one on Craigslist Uh, and you have to meet someone to go look at it. And it's fucking Liza. (laughs) That would be so incredible. I have always done this thing where anytime I've gotten anything in my career, uh, and it's because I'm, I'm not very financially responsible, but anytime okay. I've gotten something in my career, I decide to celebrate by buying myself a gift. Sure. And you know how when you first start doing stand-up and you think about getting TV appearances, you don't really understand how little money there is in it. We're like, man, right. if I could get, just get on Adam Devine's house party, whew, that'd really help my year out. And then you get your check. You're like, oh, well, guess I'll head over to the antique mall and look at coffee mugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, let's see here. I'm so excited. I'm finally getting a chance to do the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn, <laughs> which was 100 years ago. Like, I guess I'll finally get that Rolex. And then you see your check and you're like, oh, shit, I would need to refinance everything in my life twice. Yeah. The, so I always would buy myself something because I think it is important to celebrate 
the career is hard. It's uh, creative careers are hard. Celebrate little yeah. milestones, enjoy them. So I can't remember what it was that I got, but I bought myself. I was like, I've always wanted an arcade game. So I bought myself an NBA Jam slash NFL Blitz arcade game. I spent, Chad, <laughs> the entire check. And the thing is, I'm going to have to pay taxes on the check. So I went in the hole for this shit. Yeah. And I'd met the guy. He, he looked like a reputable seller. I drove a truck out to bumfuck California and I, my, my roommate, I had to borrow my roommate, the stuntman slash actor slash former Chippendales dancers. I had to borrow his truck. I drive, Jenna and I, she goes with me. We drive way out into the sticks in California. We have a fancy dinner at an outback steakhouse. <laughs> and then we get to this guy's garage. He's got a bunch of arcade games. He shows us, like he t plugs in, shows us that the machine is working and how it works. He then has this lift. He loads it into our truck. We drive it back to my home. Eric Allen, our friend Eric Allen, is living yep. in the house as well. Eric, Jenna, and I slide a blitz machine down a flight of stairs to try to get it mm -hmm. into my home. Pivot! Pivot! We get it in the house and it's fucking broken. Oh no. It's fucking, and I'm like, oh, this is the worst. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna fix it. And then shortly thereafter, I had to move back home to Minnesota. So when we took our U-Haul home, <laughs> I did U-Haul the Blitz machine home. And so now sitting in my brother Jess's garage in Minnesota is an unused, non-working NFL Blitz slash NBA <laughs> Jam machine. That every four months he'll go to his shed and be like, hey, that machine's still out there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hire somebody to fix it. Because I think it's fixable, but I don't even know how to find someone like that. But I've always been a big... So this is kind of me trying to, you know... I, I like the idea of arcade games. Uh-huh, sure. So I'm getting it. I think there's a. I think you can go to an arcade and there's... Uh, if, if problems, call this number. And you can just call that number and figure out how to fix your machine. That's interesting. Well, I'll never, that one from Minnesota is staying there. That's going to, that's going to, Jess listens to this show and he's going to throw his phone in the lake when I say this, but that one's living up north forever. Uh, <laughs> I, the real reason I like Big Buck Hunter is so, A, a it's just a great game, right? Are you, you a Big Buck Hunter guy, I assume? I enjoy it. Uh, the main reason I play it is because I like holding, I like cocking the gun with just one hand like I'm in an action movie. Yeah, like you're Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Sure. Yes, exactly. So when, when my sister passed away, so when I was 18 years old, uh, mm -hmm. my sister died in a car accident. Yes. And uh, my brother Greg was a couple years younger than me, and... Greg and I's best friend, Joel, who is often mentioned on this show, uh -huh. same age as Greg. Uh, that's a really, I mean, I think anybody who loses someone young unexpectedly, that's a really almost, you can't describe what it's like to go through that because it's just such an unusual sure. experience. And you kind of find yourself doing whatever you can do to pass the time and occupy yourself. And... Yeah. We grew up in Worthington where there is nothing to do, you know, <laughs> and there's a truck stop, the Blue Line truck stop. 
hey, come on down to the Blue Line, the Blue Line Truck Stop, and they make the best omelets in the world. They're just a heart attack wrapped in egg. And yep. so, well, kind of, well, not well, kind of, while grieving and dealing with that, what my brother Greg and Joel and I would do is, because this is back when Buck Hunter was first invented, and it okay. was, because now it's like you pay a dollar and you can go on a tour of Wyoming or some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah, right. You, yeah, you could pick where you go, yeah. This was back in the day where you put a quarter in and you shot until you missed. Like you, you hunted a deer until you missed, and then that was an X, and you got three Xs before you were kicked out. So it was like play until mm -hmm. you lose. So right. we would just load up on $10, $20 of quarters go fucking stuff ourselves with these heart attack uh, omelets. And then we would just play Big Buck Hunter for like four or five hours trying to beat each other. And it was in the, it was in the trucker lounge area. So the amount of truckers who had to walk by three children making noise <laughs> while shooting fake, like guy who just drove from Dallas to, you know, on his way to Canada just tired, misses his family, has to walk by three dumbass teenagers, and one of them's holding a gun going, I'm about to shoot the biggest buck in all of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it's really a, a nice memory in the midst of a bunch of horseshit. So I, sure. I, I love Big Buck Hunter, and that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to try to get one of the original ones. I'm going to set me some records, brother. Most set oh, good for you. me some records. Yeah, that's uh, that is great to have that a little memory. I have uh, a, a video game memory that is not even close to that one, and so I'd like to just everyone to wipe their minds right now, because sure. this is not any sort of comparison at all. So, I used to work at a place called Stub and Herbs on the University of Minnesota campus. It's where of I course. met one of, my, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Regan. He was a cook. And I was a server. And there was a bartender slash manager named Jason. Jason didn't like me, at least that's what I thought. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd always get in there and I'd always, I'd always, you know, try to be funny, try to loosen them up a little bit. And then one day I got invited to this secret club where it was right when Golden Tea came out. It was the first Golden Tea game and they had it at Stubborn Herbs. And so he would lock the doors and then he would pour how many ever people there were four normally he would pour four giant mugs of hawker shore oktoberfest and then he would bring three shot glasses or four shot glasses over to the table and he would pour uh rumplements and so you would drink hawker shore beer and rumplements all night long and play golden tea and giggle and gamble and uh and then regan and i would walk home and it was always fun. There was a there was a bridge. I'm mixing stories here, but there was a bridge uh, that we were underneath one night, and we were singing like like we were in the '60s, just like "Who wants to come under our bridge?" And we were like doing the dances and everything, and spinning a little like we Motown, were the pits. little Motowny. Oh, absolutely! And then uh, a cop stopped once. And he was like, hey, guys, we're getting some noise complaints. And we were like, no, 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 it's cool, man. These are the oldies. So we're trying to, like, talk him into, we're not doing new loud music. This is good stuff. Tell the people, open their windows, enjoy it. 
<laughs> so I'm telling you, you give me a Hockershore Oktoberfest and a shot of Rumplemints, and it's like a vodka Red Bull to me. It brings me back to 21 years old, no matter how old I am, no matter where I'm at in the country. And I was kind of a dick. I mean, when I get drunk, I don't know what chemicals are in both besides alcohol, but when they mix together in my body, it turns me into a giant shithead. I would always go right next to Stubborn Herbs. There was a Subway sandwich shop. And I would go in there sometimes, and I'd be like, uh, you know, hey, man, I'm just checking out, uh, checking out the stuff, wondering if I could use the bathroom. And they'd go, yeah, we need your ID for the key or whatever, because somebody flushed it down the toilet one time. And I was like, oh, God, you just gave me the best idea ever. So I flushed the key down the toilet, and then I just never had my ID again. But that, that's the kind of shit it would make me do. So ridiculous. So here's why I tell you this. Okay. I drank a lot too much early in my life. Mm -hmm. I Correct. really, really like to party. And I believe that it's given me what some people call mush brain. Sure. Because I was in my car and I was driving to Minneapolis. I had to stop for gas in Alexandria, Minnesota when I got hey. out of my car. Yeah. Now this is a new, I have just leased a new vehicle. And so there's different bells and whistles and I get out and I think, Oh my God, it smells like someone's been driving with their emergency brake on for an hour. And I go, shit, I need to figure out what this is about. And so there's also a truck, like a big moving truck, a little bit of, like, uh, probably 30 yards away from me. And I go, I don't think it's that because it was really cold and it smelled so sharp. And so I get back in the car and I start driving to Minneapolis and I see that on my dashboard, there is the letter E and I go, well, shit, that's emergency brake. So I have to pull over and I have to go through, I have to go through my glove box and get the manual and try to figure out what it is. I can't find anything about it. I Google it, a bunch of videos and I'm like, shit, this is crazy. So I make sure that the, you know, I put the emergency brake on, take it off again. I'm driving and the fucking E is still there and I'm going, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And then it turns to an SE and I go, oh, Jesus Christ, that's my compass. I've been going east. I thought, I thought somehow I had my emergency brake on, but nope, I was just driving east until I slightly, slightly turned to the right and was going southeast. <laughs> oh man i love it what a dumb shit oh. i can't even believe that uh, i have no comment I, I have no I, commentary <laughs> i have nothing and the I show. was laughing for like 40 miles and end the show justin <laughs> i love it oh Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. 
Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.